That is fucking loud. That really is. My goodness. When I get my loud... You shall only get the loud. The loud. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm getting old. That That's the thing. I understand this and realize this, and I still don't like it. I, I would like to cancel my subscription to life, please. Jesus Christ, we've started again. God <laughs> damn it. All right. Welcome back to Bound by the Scene. Hello. It's us. We're here to cause a ruckus. We're here to cause the things and the stuff of the uckus. Mm. The yuckus? We're goofing over Are here? Are we living in an uckus-based economy? Maybe. I don't know. Everything seems kind of fake. Wall Street's burning. Wall Street was already fake. Yeah, I mean, but it's even funnier now because a bunch of Redditors just decided to go stonks and everything almost is almost crashing just in case you were wondering when this was being recorded yeah we're I gonna mean, date ourselves a little bit uh well fair so we've started the episode this is i tentacle bound <clears throat> and joined with me as always is the enigmatic spirit that's me that do be him all so, right so this is like the uh i'd say the third episode of our season two effectively effectively yeah this this would be the season two of the thing or technically the season three because the season twos are the like interview stuffs that that occasionally get thrown on i thought those were the ovas i guess those can be the ovas <laughs> uh we yeah, no, we'll, you don't need them for the main plot no they're just they're just they're just a uh, decent filler episodes. although I'd, I'd say the rope baby interview is pretty necessary that one was one of my favorites to mm -hmm. do because it's such an interesting perspective to get. I, mm -hmm. I, I do like, and hopefully we can get her on, um, like talking with both you and I in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're going to be discussing today is what separates a 101 BDSM educational thing to a 201. Uh -huh. I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with the, the term 101, 102s, 103s, and then 201s. Mm -hmm. um, but in kink, they can be slightly askew because there are certain skill sets that vary between people to people that mm -hmm. you would think would be 101s but are actually separated into 201 categories right, right. so a lot of a lot of this conversation and talking point may be very rope centric um because it's or like there are certain very nuanced skills that get taught in 201s mm -hmm. uh because <clears throat> that's just how kink is very nuanced mm -hmm. um because different communities will always have different subjects what they view as 101 and 201 mm -hmm. um so I guess let's go ahead and get started. So what do you think would be classified as a 101 experience for someone? So I generally um, anchor this to my experience going to uh, to university. Um, when you take your intro psych classes, what you're getting is a smattering of all the basics. Um, so you're going to learn basically that all the other parts of the field exist. And that's and like the core tenets of each of those things which will usually only be like a slide or two worth of information um but you won't really get the nuance you won't get the depth you'll just get the bits you need to access the other bits and i think that is the core of what a 101 is that that is a good way of explaining it i know a lot of the 101 stuff that we were that was taught in the dungeon that used to be open 
was this uh it was more like a little history piece mm-hmm. um from the gentleman that actually would do like that wrote up the like w- the one bdsm 101 like stuff that he did because he mm-hmm. would teach a lot of 101 stuff and he was an older gentleman that would been in the lifestyle for such a long period of time right so his was very like historical very like I think it was like an hour long like introduction before like the play party happened later in the evening, mm-hmm. which was interesting to sit down and see how people's reactions were to like this information that usually never gets never gets given to people mm-hmm. when they start their like personal kink journey as opposed to being public about it. Mm-hmm. Well, semi public. <clears throat> so like they went, he went over the discussions of like okay some of the like how how gay leather was the was one of the bigger. One of the bigger reasons why kink started becoming a little bit more popular than the right. social media mainstream, or than mainstream media, than social media kind of blew out, of the, blew out of the water, mm-hmm. and then the different types of like things, and it was more centered around like the hierarchical play and dynamics because that's what he did. He was in yeah. the lifestyle, mm-hmm. so you had that, and then you had various different people teaching like the basics and what people thought were the basics uh-huh. so a lot of the times you'd get like that you get spanking or there's this there was this event that usually is called station at the cross where mm-hmm. you get to be since you're brand new you get to experience a taste of just about everything in the lifestyle that okay. can be offered to you from various people in the lifestyle mm-hmm. and then you go forward with that information and a lot of it was centered around scenes. Mm-hmm. What type of scenes do you have? What type of scenes do you want to have? As opposed to like the interpersonal minglings in like kink dynamics, partnerships and all that. Because mm-hmm. I think you would get, I think most people would have to get that from like the, the new friends that they would make mm-hmm. or the new connection that they would get. Because most of the time, I think most of the time people go into it monogamous or monogamish mm-hmm. or something along those lines. And yeah. that kind of got askew. I never lived in that sphere for too long, so I can't relate on that one. Yeah, I, I think I was, I, I think because of how I was, I came into it monogamous and then came out of it like, yeah, that might, that may not work for me. Mm-hmm. May not. I like, I like some aspects of it. I don't like all aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll go and play around in that field. Um, I think that's a lot of what the 101 tale, like, is just the very bare bones of like, scenes as far as like public play spaces mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you go on to like social media that starts getting that starts being the last thing people talk about and the first thing people talk about is like how to properly like not interrupt someone's scene how etiquette is introduced uh-huh. that's like that starts becoming introduced later as you keep going to these events right because you can go there when you just go out and not know a lot of the idiosyncrasies that happen into these specific venues Mm -hmm. unless you read the little sheet of piece of paper that's glued to the table that says what you can't do here as opposed to what you can do and that and that's just here that's not culture-wide yeah no that's not convention-based etiquette that's not international-based etiquette that's a whole just that's just one place Mm mm-hmm and I think that should be classified as a 201 is like understanding like different places have different etiquette rules. Right. Because you may not ever. So go the back 101 to- version of that stuff is like, um, that, that's the wrong one. Um, <laughs> the acronyms. Yeah. Um, those are your basic rules. And then you start getting specifics on the 201 level. Um, and you can start understanding. I think the 201 thing is starting to understand why they're there other than just like, if I do thing, I get kicked out. Mm-hmm. You understand like the the real reason why they're being, that, that most of us like adhere to it. Mm-hmm. 
like learning about consent is a one-on-one thing mm-hmm. understanding that it is like the all purpose thing that we want to hold is like always being in a consensual space mm-hmm. as opposed to <coughs> the the little like nuances of like pr- uh, prick and rack mm-hmm. um that is a 201 but discussion. like 201 yeah i think 201 stuff is where you start saying like you've seen enough examples of what happens when consent is violated and you understand that that's bad and can ruin lives um and can really harm people um so you know that you should do it not because we'll hurt you if you don't which we will mm-hmm. um but uh and not like that not in a way you'll like <laughs> um but basically because you're we're asking you to be a good person yeah that that one's that one's a bit tough for some people apparently mm-hmm. Um, I think another easy, uh, easier way for people to have it broken down is like the type of skills that you will end up learning. Like mm-hmm. a one-on-one discussion about how to use a whip properly is very important. Mm-hmm. The two-on-one is how to do tricks and how to cut a uh, rose in half mm-hmm. out of someone's mouth with amazing accuracy. Mm-hmm. And then like part of that two-on-one is understanding that you can now light the whip on fire and play around with it and not burn somebody or yourself with it. Uh-huh. Um, with rope, it's a bit tricky because I know in one of the earlier episodes, like we, me and you view a TK as very basic, very, mm-hmm. very, uh, one of the core fundamental things because it teaches, it teaches you how to do all the things you learned up until that point onto a specific tie. Yeah. Have I talked about Bloom's taxonomy here? I don't believe you have. Okay. So Bloom's taxonomy is a, um, uh, a set, um, it's the order that knowledge goes in from you receiving it to you being able to actuate on it. And um, let's see. They've got a bunch of different complicated words, but like it starts at knowledge. You know about the thing. So that uh, knowledge of a thing would be being go me being um, this is a Lark's head. Okay. You now know that that is a Lark's head. The next step is comprehension what is a lark's head for do i understand that and then after that you apply it so basically i think after you've hit uh with all your one-on-one things application is as far as you can go and post that uh the next step in the taxonomy is analysis you being able to deconstruct and truly understand something and i think that's where the 201 stuff starts to hit Mm mm-hmm because I don't think you've gotten complicated enough with anything that could be considered 101 for you to start analyzing it as more than, behold, there it is. Right? Yep. That is very accurate. This is why I, I think a lot of people fall out of, like, rope because you have everyone learning a single column tie. And everyone's like, well, I've done this single column tie 1,500 times. I'm getting nowhere with this. Mm-hmm. Why am I getting nowhere with it? Well, it's probably because like, there's certain nuances about that single column tie that you're not understanding. Mm-hmm. That's why you haven't progressed further. Or you're done with that part. Yeah. And you haven't been told that it's time for the next part yet. That could also be a thing. Yep. There are two different sides to it, which is figuring out exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. But I think like the moment you know that you've hit um, like an intermediate level, um, you've gone from beginner to novice, let's say. Because I... Um, as bad as the apprenticeship system is, I like the delineation of terms that it has because it's very easy for me specifically to visualize. So we have like initiate, novice, uh, journeyman, master, 
Yeah, I think that's the order. Yeah. Um, and I think Apprentice, Apprentice is just encompassing it until you get to the mastery level. And mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff is like, we're not we're not talking about leather lifestyle here as far as like mastery is concerned. Mm-hmm. It's mastery of craft. Yeah. Um, like you can consider... But uh, um, the difference between novice and apprentices is apprentices can practice. Novices can't. Novices either can't or can't unassisted. Okay. Like a blacksmith can leave his apprentice in the blacksmith shop and it would be reasonable for him to come back and see a finished piece that the apprentice had done. It might not be very good, but the apprentice doesn't need to be overseen constantly. Whereas, like that's the difference between the two levels. Whereas a novice needs to have consistent like attention drawn to them so they can learn the skill and make sure to be walked through appropriately. So novice is the 201 level. Okay. So the stuff you're doing probably like you probably still need some feedback on it to make sure you're doing it right, but you've done enough of it to where um you can see the next stage when you will be practicing all of this on your own. <clears throat> and on your own meaning without guidance, meaning you don't have to pull up a YouTube tutorial, you don't have to stop and remind yourself what is a lark's head? How do I do this? Where does this attach to the thing? Um because I think that's when you've hit the 301 level is where we can be expecting you to work on this stuff outside of our vision and be completely fine with it. And then the only time that you ever have to get any feedback is like, okay, I, I think I I think I'm not doing this appropriately. Can mm-hmm. I get your feedback in it? All right, cool, that's fine. Um that is pretty much how we 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 view we're supposed to view rope. But again, like people tend to forget that there's certain things that there's a mis there's a mis- misconception of what 201 for rope actually mm-hmm. tends to be because some people do the whole like they sprint towards the end which mm-hmm. and their their end goal is the suspension yeah in reality suspension is a 301 thing possibly even a 401 thing because you're now utilizing more moving parts a single suspension point or multiple suspension points different tools mm-hmm. that add to your add to your craft and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh whereas it also depends on if we're breaking up the discipline into micro skills mm-hmm because, like, I would say, um, like, hip harnesses, chest harnesses, leg ties, those are all micro skills of shibari yep. or rope in general. And suspension is also a micro skill that you need to be, like, apprentice level in a lot of the other things to even start learning it. So there's scaffolding. It gets complicated. Learning is a complicated thing. It really is. <laughs> but and- I feel having the right terms for it can help us a lot in approaching how to do things um because we know that one of the single most important parts of mastery is being able to evaluate and probably you're gonna have to self-evaluate because the institution of bdsm is not super well supported by any of the social structures around it mm-hmm. and then you can also uh, like another thing we can like touch on is like because there's a lot of different like microcosms in in kink like you have like the poly people Mm. um some of the swinger people and like what type of information do you think like for polyamory would be considered a 201 other than like getting into your own polycule and all that that, because that those seem like a bit of a a different like turn of events as far Mm. as like interpersonal relationships yeah poly 101 is people do this and here's evidence that people do this and it's okay um, and here are some of the examples of the way that people do these things. That's knowledge. 
Um, <clears throat> then your prop two hundred one is probably application stuff. So it'd be like uh, because I'm poly. So like let's say the third conversation I have with the same person about polyamory, and I'm like, oh, this person isn't just curious about this thing; they might want to actually start doing it. This is how you approach a relationship with somebody. Um, here are some relationship dynamics you might need to know about. Um, here are examples from the lifestyle you may have to worry about. Here is how to schedule, because scheduling is the single most important part of being poly. Mm-hmm. It is. Calendars are your friend. Mm-hmm. Scheduling applications are your friend. Also, wouldn't literature be under, the, like, like reading different forms of literature be, like, the 101 part? It might. Um, some people are not receptive to literature. Okay. Some people are more hands-on, if you will. Um, kinetic learning. That's the, that's the term for it. Mm-hmm. We we can kind of like branch up like a lot of the first the first types of things you'll ever see and the first time th- for the first time you'll ever experience something as a one hundred one mm-hmm. like your first time walking into a dungeon how does a one hundred one experience and then mm-hmm. afterwards learning the complicated web of like what to do what not to do and all that tends to be the two hundred one version of mm-hmm. it. Then there's a con stuff because con has a whole different rule set. So mm-hmm. you can consider that part a 301 as far as like social gatherings are concerned. Because mm-hmm. different kink areas have a significantly different like dynamics that go into it. Like you mm-hmm. won't, you'll be hard pressed to see a lot of the things happen at your local dungeon than you would be at a small convention or a even large convention. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing that I actually take into consideration as well. Um, I know moving forward, what we'll probably end up doing is you'll see a lot of these episodes labeled as 101 or 201, because that'll, that'll go over exactly like where you would probably need to be. There'll be like a highlight of what the 101 portion of this was. Mm -hmm. Um, and then moving forward, it would be like, okay, this is how you start getting into 201 stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, 201 stuff will likely involve a lot more specifics, um, a lot more method and a lot more resources. Yep. Like with Which is more work for Tentacle. A lot more work, because I'm going to have to start uh, actually citing sources. That's a fun part. Yay! That's not like you have to put in an APA or anything. Uh, like, I don't. Just leave yeah. the website. Just leave the website. <laughs> like, here's the, here's the draw. Here's where you would go. And here's the other resources of where to locate all of the other stuff mm-hmm. that you need to. Which is fine. I... I, I think I will actually enjoy the, the hunt of all of that mm-hmm. information, which is the fun part. Um... I don't know if there's anything else to add as far as like 101 to 201 stuff Mm -hmm. other than just be prepared to kind of get a bit over encumbered Mm -hmm. when it comes to like the information that you're giving because a lot of 101 stuff will always be bare bone. Mm -hmm. It'll be the basics and that'll be it. And when you start advancing further, the information can be somewhat overwhelming, Mm -hmm. especially when it's something that you really want to dedicate your craft to, your life to your relationships to i would also like to emphasize not being worried about being overwhelmed as weird as that sounds okay uh neil gaiman has this interesting bit of art advice i don't remember if this is from one of his books or from his master class but he talks about the your brain is like a, a compost heap and anytime you get anything new it goes into the compost heap everything does and eventually after a while that will sink in and it'll sink down and it'll be turned into your metaphorical creative acting field and that stuff that soil will influence what you do 
So even if you get a whole bunch of information that you know is not going to click right now, it'll like it'll be sitting in the back of your head and it'll be ready to be reactivated. So when you hear about it the next time, you'll be like, ah, I remember that. Or I had this idea from this thing. And the coolest part about this is that it doesn't lock to one part of your life. You might be like, well, my work team sucks, but I am in a four-way polyamorous relationship if there's anybody that understands how to make disparate personalities get along it's me and boom now you're a manager like these things cross relate and you cannot begin to imagine the ways they will interact that is fair so don't be afraid of getting too much information or being overwhelmed um the the biggest thing to fear with that is like the anxiety you get while you're experiencing it more than anything it will actually do to you that is fair. That is a better way of looking at it. I'll probably end up utilizing that because sometimes it, it's a bit difficult for me to get overwhelmed. But when it happens, it's just like brain want shut off. Mm-hmm. Brain no want to go. <laughs> but that, I think that pretty much sums up what the 101 to 201 dynamic would end up encompassing. Was that a whole episode? I believe that was a whole episode. I don't think there's anything else to add to that, though, because... Mm. Unless you're going further into like, okay, what to expect in Rope 201, I think we should save that for Rope 201. Right. Because we we definitely talked about Rope in the beginning episodes, and I think we're going to end up revisiting some topics mm-hmm. as far as like, okay, now that you understand the basic portions, of it, let's talk mm-hmm. about some of the other stuff that go along with it. I would like, if at all possible, for us to bring practitioners in on any 201 subject. I agree. Because I think... We can talk about theory all day and general pointers, but having actual advice um, is kind of what I want to focus on because I'm always centered on praxis. I all like the end goal of anything I create is for you to be able to use it. Right. Sounds like a solid, solid thing for me. So we'll look forward. Uh, so look forward to the two hundred one discussion because that will actually have a separate person involved as well. Hell yeah! So it'll be either a, a three part party or a four part party, um, depending on exactly what we want to talk about. Because mm-hmm. if it's anything that is one above my skill set, I would mm-hmm. love somebody else's dynamic and in, input on that because yeah. there's a lot of things again that I do not know. I'm a decent. I don't rigor. think it's possible to know it all. No. No, it's 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 not possible. But uh, at this point, we're going to put out our usual. I don't. I think we forgot to in the last episode, but put our, out our usual call for. If you have any stories related to um, what it was like to go from being a novice to being very skilled at something, um, your transition between levels of experience, like we want to hear those stories. Yeah, we would love to, and we love to read them. Um, or if you have just some funny story about how you just stumbled into kink, by all means, I'd love to see the, some of those. Absolutely, yeah. I, I I am a big fan of finding out how people joined the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that'd be a good addition to like mm-hmm. bring in some new talking points because mm-hmm. kink is one of those things where once you talk about all the basics, all that's left to talk about are the idiosyncrasies uh-huh. and the, the weird stuff that comes in with like different communities like even like poc kinksters have a whole different experience absolutely than uh some of your non-poc individuals Mm -hmm. your your individuals that are non-binary trans uh gay lesbian all all of them have will have a significantly different experience Mm -hmm. in their kink journey as as opposed to someone that's straight or cis Mm -hmm. so or like what if you're um 
I know it's kind of a taboo subject, but like the difference between people who are conventionally attractive and people who are not. That is also another one. Um, attractive. What if you're old? That's uh, yeah. What if you're old? What if, and you got into it late, and no one wants to play with you. Those mm -hmm. are things that we we would like to talk about. Um, we just, I would like to talk to that person and their yeah, experience. Yeah, I, I want to have representatives there for that because they're because I, I I'm I'm not going to sit here and like toot my own horn or anything. But I I got into the scene at a at a good time, mm -hmm. um, and I've haven't really had that many issues other than like interpersonal but that again mm -hmm. interpersonal stuff happens all the time right so again we'd love to hear your stories yeah either in the comments or shoot us an email an email i know things that are not in there definitely more of a comment on cringe <sighs> cringy shit email is not cringe <laughs> i mean the thing doesn't get you other than log onto the world wide web and send an email <laughs> The only the only notification that I ever receive on our email is literally like, oh, by the way, you got a new subscriber on Pornhub. Hell you yeah. have a new subscriber on this. And I'm like, yes. Mm. Thank you, guys. So bloody much. With that being said. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, the end of this one. Yeah, that'll be the end of this one. Well, Auf Wiedersehen. Au revoir, Jeanne. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Later. Later, alligator. <laughs> Yeah. Scoot. I have to pull my fucking hair out of my wheels. <laughs>